Welcome to the Yoga at Home podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Klaus, owner and director of Inner Spring Yoga. This class was recorded live at our studio, located at 802 East Market Street in New Albany, Indiana. You can learn more about me at my website, carrieklaus.yoga, and find the studio class schedule at www.isyoga.me. Before beginning this or any other new physical activity, please consult your healthcare provider. Enjoy your practice. Hi everybody, my name is Carrie Klaus and I own Inner Spring Yoga here in New Albany, Indiana. And I thought I would share a short Hatha yoga practice with you all today. Um, one of the things that I really love about Hatha yoga, which is the yoga of force or the yoga of the body, the movement of the body versus um, the yoga of the mind or the meditation practices, is that Hatha yoga um, really helps to get us out of our mind and into our bodies and our hearts, um, which is something that all of us could definitely use during these uncertain times where we're stuck in our thinking mind a lot. So there's a lot of um, fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of judgment, a lot of grief, um, just a lot of, a lot of feelings and emotions around these sort of uncertain times that we're facing. And those emotions and feelings are valid um, and we should recognize them and, and honor them and process them. But it's also beneficial for our health and well-being that we learn to um, shed or disconnect from the thinking mind from time to time as well, so that we can really drop into our bodies and drop into our hearts and respond to this crisis that we're facing um, in a way that is not reactive and um, in a way that is in service to um, not only ourselves, but to each other and to humanity. Um, and so that's why during this time, I'm doing everything I can to, to stay connected to my practice, to really stay in my body and in my heart, and to hopefully um, guide those that I share yoga with to do the same. And so I just wanted to do that for you guys today as well. So we're gonna go through a, a basic sort of all levels practice. Um, always make sure as you're moving through your yoga practice that you're not in pain. So you should never experience pain. Discomfort is different than pain. So you might have some discomfort in some of the postures, but it should never be pain. Um, and that's up to you to, to determine for yourself what is your, um, what is your, your, your distinguishing mark between uh, being uncomfortable and being in pain. Generally, for me, it's discomfort is something that um, I, I know I can stay there and I'm not causing any harm. Uh, pain is something that feels like if I were to stay, it would be harmful to me or to my body. Um, so you might sort of use that same benchmark for yourself as well. I know not everyone will have props at home and that's totally okay. That's one of the beautiful things about yoga is that you don't need anything to do it except for your body. 
Um, however, if you do have some props at home, those things can be helpful. Um, the, the most helpful prop will be a blanket. So if you have a blanket at home, go ahead and grab that. Just hit pause, go get it and come back. A firm blanket is best. Um, I also like to use yoga blocks. Uh, just my body proportions mean that my arms are a little bit shorter than my torso. So when I'm sitting down, I can't stretch my arms down and reach the floor easily. So I use these cork yoga blocks. Um, you might have blocks like this at home. You might just have a few wooden blocks sitting around um, from some woodworking projects. Even some books would work um, if you can stack up some books so that they would be the same height. Just something that will extend the length of your arm if you need it. Um, but again, if you don't have any of these things at home, it's totally okay because yoga can be done without them. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started first um, in what we call child's pose or the Sanskrit name for child's pose is balasana. Uh, the word bala means child in Sanskrit and the word asana means um, seat. So this is the seat of the child. And one of the things that we can do in our yoga practice is to really put ourselves into these um, different postures with the energy of um, what the posture is named after or with the attitude of um, what, what the pose name is derived from. So balasana, the child's pose, you'll rest with your hips back towards your heels. I like to bring my big toes together and my knees a little bit wider so my torso can fit in between, but you might also like to have the knees a little bit closer so your belly can rest on your thighs. And then we're just gonna fold forward and let the forehead come towards the floor. If it feels like the floor is just impossibly far away, you can stack up your forearms and rest your forehead on your forearms or even stack up your hands into two fists and rest your forehead on fists. And then some of you might find that your hips are not all the way back towards your heels, but they're more forward over your knees. That's also an appropriate place to be. Uh, just check in with how your knees feel and how your hips feel and be there. And then let the forehead rest down. Take a deep breath in through the nose. Then open the mouth, let the breath go out through the mouth. And close the lips together. And just start to notice the breath as it's moving in and out of the nostrils. So you'll remember that this one is called balasana or the child's pose, the seat of the child. See if you can let yourself settle into the innocence of the child. How can you put yourself into the mindset of the child? Perhaps it's tuning into the child's ability to view the world through bright eyes of hope. And then continue to stay connected to the breath. 
and start settling into a rhythm of breath that is slow and steady and equal in length and depth. So the length of the inhale should match the length of the exhale. And the volume of air that you're moving as you breathe in should be matched by the same volume of air that you're moving on the breath out. And if all you did for the next several minutes was just stay here and breathe, I guarantee that you'll feel better. If you'd like to stay here and breathe, you can remain here just focusing on the breath. If you'd like to move, we'll stretch the arms forward. Spread the hands out a little bit wider than the shoulders so the center of your shoulder joint lines up with your thumb joint. And then bring the hips forward so they're stacked above the knees. If you took the knees wider, you'll wanna bring the knees in here so that they're in line with the hips. The tops of your feet can be on the floor with the toes pointing back or the toes can be tucked under. It'll be a slightly different sensation on the knee with the toes tucked versus with the tops of the feet flat. So check in with what feels best for your body right now. And then begin by lifting the tailbone. Let the belly drop down towards the floor. You can even bend the elbows a little here. Let the heart melt down towards the floor. Then press the hands down and pull back as you straighten the arms. Lift the chest and look forward. And then when you start your exhalation, tuck the tailbone. Round the spine towards the ceiling and take the chin towards the chest. Inhale, the movement begins with the tailbone. Lifting the tailbone, the belly drops, the heart melts down. The hands press down and pull back to lift the chest and look forward. And on the exhale, beginning with the tailbone, tuck it under, round the spine towards the ceiling, take the chin towards the chest. Keep following the speed and the rhythm of your own breath and move back and forth between what we call the cow and the cat a few more times. Let's do one more like that. On an inhale, you extend the spine into the cow pose, the hips and the heart lift. And on the exhale, you flex the spine into the cat pose, the tailbone and the chin tucking. And then on a breath in, come back to neutral. Tuck the left toes under if they're not already, and then slide the left foot all the way to the back of your mat or straighten that leg out long. Press through the heel, try to stretch the back of the ankle. 
and then shift the heel forward so it's stacked directly above the ball mound of the big toe. It'll feel a little bit like you're trying to plug your left femur bone or your left thigh bone into your hip socket. And you'll feel an engagement all the way up through the inseam of the left leg. Keep that inseam of the leg engaged. In fact, lift a little bit more through the left inner thigh and then pick the left toes up above the floor, lifting the heel as high as the hip. Press both hands down and then spread the space between the shoulder blades so you're really puffing up your upper back and draw the navel towards the spine. Take one more breath in. And then when you exhale, lower the toes down and then spin the left heel down towards the floor or the mat and shift all of your weight back into your left foot so you feel the outer edge of the left foot make a connection to the floor. Start to turn the chest open towards the left and then reach the left fingertips up towards the ceiling. Take a breath in and then spin the left palm towards the front of your room and extend the left arm beside the ear. So you're stretching in one long diagonal line from the left fingertips to the outer edge of the left foot. Take another breath in and out. And then on the breath in, reach the left arm back up towards the sky. And on the exhale, we're gonna bring the left knee back down to the floor beneath the left hip. Keep the left arm lifted and then square the shoulders so the left palm is facing straight down towards the floor. And then we're gonna bend the left elbow and tuck the left arm underneath of the right arm. You're gonna fold forward and take your left shoulder and your left ear all the way down to the floor. And then walk the right hand up above your head and stretch the right arm out long. You can come onto the fingertips of the right hand, press a little bit down and forward, and then press the back of the left hand down into the mat. And imagine that you're trying to slide your left shoulder back out from underneath of you, and you'll start to feel a stretch along the inner border of the left shoulder blade. Breathe there, inhale. And exhale. Another slow breath in and out. Then breathe in and breathe out. Take the right hand back beneath the shoulder and on the inhale, press back up to the hands and knees. Take a breath out here. Set up again so that the center of your uh, shoulder joint is aligned with your thumb joint. And then tuck the right toes under. Press the right foot to the back of the mat. Press back through the heel first. Feel the stretch in the back of the ankle. And then shift the heel forward like you're trying to plug the femur bone into the hip socket. You'll feel the glutes engage. You'll feel an engagement through the inseam of the left leg. Keep that and in fact, lift a little more through the right inner thigh and then start to lift the toes above the floor. The heel comes as high as the hip. Breathe in and out. Keep lifting through the inner thigh so the hips stay square. 
And then lower the right toes to the mat. Spin the right heel down. Press to the outer edge of the right foot so you feel the entire sole of the right foot on the floor. Then start to turn the chest to the right and stretch the right fingertips up towards the sky. Take a breath in. Turn the right palm to the front of the room. And as you exhale, stretch the right arm beside the ear. Now one long diagonal line stretching from the right fingertips to the outer edge of the right foot. And exhale. Breathe in. And out. Slow breath in. And try to control the breath out. Then reach the right arm up towards the ceiling. On the exhale, the right knee comes back down beneath the hip, but the right arm stays lifted. Square the shoulders so they're level, the right palms facing the floor. Take a breath in. And then on the exhale, bend the right elbow and let the right arm dive all the way down to the floor so the shoulder and the ear come down. Walk the left hand up overhead. Come onto the fingertips of the left hand. Press the fingertips down and forward. A long stretch along the left sideline of the body. And then press the back of the right hand into the floor and just tug back slightly. So you're not moving the arm, but you're just pulling back isometrically, feeling that stretch along the right inner border of the shoulder blade. One more breath in. And then exhale to bring the left hand beneath the left shoulder. Breathe in and press back up to the hands and knees and untwist. So the hands stay slightly wider than the shoulders. Thumb joint lined up with the shoulder joint. And then walk the hands forward, one hand print. So now instead of the wrist directly beneath the shoulders, the wrists and the hands are in front of the shoulders. Tuck the toes under on both feet. And then stretch the hips back towards the heels. Make the spine long. Press into the toes. Lift the knees away from the floor. And then shift the hips back and up into downward facing dog. So you're making an upside down V shape with your body in the downward facing dog. Try to keep the knees slightly bent. This will give you access to your pelvis so you can tip the pelvis forwards and backwards. Let the pelvis tip forwards and imagine that you're trying to reach your tailbone and your sitting bones back and up to the corner where the ceiling and the wall meet behind you. Take one more breath in. And then take slow baby steps all the way up to the front of your mat or feet all the way up to your hands. When your feet reach to your hands, bring your hands onto your shins and bend your knees. And then lift your tailbone and your sitting bones and lift your heart. So you're trying to make that back bending shape of the cow pose, the extension of the spine like we did on the hands and knees. Keep the knees bent and then let the torso round over the thighs. And then let your head dangle. Take opposite elbows. And then imagine that your head is a heavy weight and it's attached to the center of your back. 
And just feel that weight pulling your spine down in traction. Take one more breath in. And then release the fingertips down to the floor. And then bring the hands onto the shins. Now keep the knees bent and stretch the hamstrings by lifting the tailbone and the sitting bones up towards the ceiling. Take one more breath in. And then bend the knees enough that the hands can come to the floor. If you had a stack of books, take your hands to the stack of books. Or if you had yoga blocks, take your hands to the blocks. Okay. And then we're going to take the right foot to the back of the mat and come into a lunge. So the left knee is stacked above the left ankle. And the right knee is lifted. If the hands are on the floor, you might like to come up onto the fingertips. Stretch the left knee forward and the right heel back. Take a breath in. And then when you breathe out, let the hips sink down towards the floor. Okay. So now we have the left knee stretching forward, the right heel stretching back, the hips sinking down towards the floor. And then we're going to add one more action of the body by drawing the left heel towards the right toes and the right toes towards the left heel, okay? So the left knee reaching forward, but the left heel drawing back. You'll feel some action in the left hip. Hips sinking down towards the floor, stretching back through the right heel, but pushing forward through the right toes. The legs are very active. Take one more breath in. Then keep the gaze looking forward, push off with the back foot, and step the right foot forward to meet the left. Inhale, hands onto the shins, lift the tailbone and the heart. Then exhale, take the hands to the floor or blocks, and step the left foot back into your lunge. Make sure the right knee is above the right ankle, and then stretch the right knee forward and press back through the left heel. Action one. Keep that. Add action two, letting the hips sink towards the floor. Keep that. Then add action three. Right heel pulls back towards the left toes. Left toes push forward towards the right heel. Try to maintain all three of those actions. Breathe in. And breathe out. Take one more breath in and breathe out. Then take the gaze straight ahead, press off with the left foot and step all the way up to the top of the mat, the feet standing side by side. Inhale, bring the hands to the shins and lengthen the spine. And exhale, fold forward. With a breath in, come all the way to stand. Lengthen the spine and reach the arms out and up overhead. And then exhale and bring the hands together in front of the heart. I'm going to turn to face towards the camera, but you can stay facing the front of your mat unless you need to adjust to be able to see the screen. 
<clears throat> so now you want to stand with your feet about hip distance apart. We call this mountain pose or Tadasana. Spread your toes out wide. They might even lift up off the mat. Spread them out wide. And then see if you can set the feet down so that each toe has its very own individual space on the floor rather than having them all scrunched up together. And then pull back through the ball mound of the big toe, like you're trying to pull the toe back towards the heel, and then press forward through the heel. So that'll activate the arches of the feet. You'll feel the arches lift up, and in fact, you'll feel that all the way up through the inseam of your legs. Keep that. And then hug your feet and your shins in towards the midline of the body. So this is an isometric movement of pressing the feet and the shins in. And then imagine that you're trying to pull the thighs away from each other. Feet and shins in, thighs away. Feet stay active. I'm going to turn to the side for just a moment and show you what happens here. So our normal stance with the feet kind of relaxed and willy-nilly. You'll see that when I'm standing here, my tailbone tucks under a little. The front of my pelvis lifts up and presses forward. When I get the feet active, hug the shins in and the thigh bones out. I don't know if you can see from that distance, but my pelvis tips forward a little, so my tailbone reaches back. This slightly forward tip of the pelvis is actually neutral, so you want to feel that. Then draw the lower ribs in and down and lift up through the crown of the head. So you wanna be strong and sturdy here. Remember this one's called Tadasana, the mountain pose. So just hold this action in the body for another couple of breaths and see if you can put yourself in the seat of the mountain, Tadasana, mountain pose. What does a mountain do? A mountain stands strong, it stands firm. A mountain accepts the chaos that's going on around it. Swirling winds, heavy snow, heavy rain, sunshine. The mountain stands firm through all of it. And keep the mountain pose, reach the arms out and up overhead. You're going to grab a hold of your right wrist with your left hand, the left palm turning towards the ceiling. Press the feet down, reach up through the, uh, the right fingertips. And then exhale and bend over to the left. On the breath in, come back up to stand. Switch hands, and then exhale and bend over to the right. And then switch with the breath. So when you breathe in, stretch up, switch hands. When you breathe out, lean. Then when you breathe in, stretch up, switch hands, breathe out and lean. Let's go from side to side a few more times. So this posture is called the crescent moon. You're making a crescent moon shape with your body. So we're taking the, the seat of the crescent moon. What can we learn from the crescent moon? We can learn that all things 
are always changing and fluctuating like the moon. Everything is cyclic, and this too shall end. On the inhale, stretch up. And then on the exhale, bring the hands through the heart center and fold all the way forward. Bring the hands onto the shins. Lift the tailbone, lift the heart. And then bend the knees as much as needed here. Plant the hands down and step back into downward facing dog. Raise the heels, come forward into the plank pose. And then exhale and lower the knees. Shift the hips forward and all the way down to the floor. Press down and pull back with the hands. Lift the heart into Bhujangasana, the cobra pose. Breathe in. And then breathe out and lower all the way down. Press up to hands and knees. Swing the feet off to the side. And then come back to seated. Once you're seated, come to the center of your mat if you're using a mat. Keep the knees bent, the feet on the floor. Hold on behind the thighs. And then slowly roll all the way down. Once you get down there, hug the knees in towards the chest. Rock a little bit from side to side. And then place the left foot on the floor. Hold on behind the right thigh and extend the right heel up towards the ceiling. So you might find that the hands don't clasp behind the thigh, you're holding onto the sides of the thigh instead. Maybe the right knee is a little more bent, or maybe the heel is pointing more towards the front of your room rather than towards the ceiling. All of those are fine and acceptable. You just listen to what your body needs right now. So we're just stretching through the back of the leg. Each person will feel this in a slightly different location. It really just depends on your body. Take one more breath in. And then bend the right knee, bring the foot to the floor. Bring the left knee in, hold on behind the thigh, and then start to straighten the leg. Again, the heel might reach up towards the ceiling. It might reach more towards the front of the room. The hands might be on the outsides of the thigh rather than clasped behind. Maybe the knee is slightly bent. Take one more breath in. And then bend the knee, lower the left foot to the floor. So now the heels are back, so they're directly underneath of the knees. And your shins are perpendicular to the floor, straight up and down. Your feet might be a little bit wider than your hips. Or your feet might be as narrow as your sits bones. So you'll kind of find what feels best in your body. We're going to bring the upper arms right next to the sides of the rib cage, and then bend the elbows. Palms face each other, fingertips point up, so your arms look like robot arms. 
Then press the upper arms down and lift the chest up. Keep the chest lifted. Squeeze the shoulder blades towards each other. Walk your upper arms underneath of your back. And then lower the chest down. So now you're going to feel your shoulder blades supporting a lift in your heart. Keep that. Press the feet down and lift the hips up. Keep pressing down through the upper arms and the elbows. You can walk the upper arms under a little bit more once the hips get lifted. Keep pressing the feet down and breathing. Setu Bandhasana, or the building of the bridge pose. Take one more breath in. And on the exhale, start to lower down. Then roll all the way over to the left. Use the hands to press yourself up. And then just take a moment and sit with the soles of the feet together and the knees wide. And then check where your pelvis goes when you're sitting like this. So for most of us, sitting on the ground without support means the pelvis tips backwards and the spine rounds and we kind of have this slumped over look to the posture. If you pull back a little on your shins, rock your pelvis forward and lift your heart, your spine will lengthen. And we want to keep that forward tilt of the pelvis. But keeping this forward tilt of the pelvis can mean um, that there's a lot of muscular activity to hold that here. And this is where a blanket can come in handy. So if you have a blanket, grab the blanket and fold it up so that it's sort of a, a thick cushion and then bring it right behind you. You're gonna press your hands down, lift up and bring your seat right onto the edge of your blanket. So you don't wanna be back in the middle of it. It'll just keep tilting your pelvis backwards. You want to be at the front of the blanket so it feels like your pelvis is falling forward and your spine is lengthened with little to no effort from you, okay? And then once you're sitting up tall, hold on to the fronts of your shins and pull back again to lift your heart. Try to maintain this shape of the heart and the spine as you fold forward. So as you're folding, the fold's going to come from the hip creases and not from the spine. If you're folding and your spine is rounding, just pause where you are, hold onto your shins or your ankles, pull back and reach your heart forward, and then continue to hinge down. So this might mean just a, a, an inch or two of movement forward for you. Some of you might be able to maintain this lengthened spine and fold much further but we're all just letting our own bodies guide us to where the perfect place is for each one of us in the posture. Maintain that neutral, elongated spine, breathe in and breathe out. Stick with the slow and steady breath. Take one more breath in and out. 
Then on an inhale, come all the way back up to seated. Use the hands to help the knees come together. If you are using a blanket, come off of the blanket. Hold on behind the thighs and again, roll all the way down to the back. Once you're down on the back, hug both knees up to the chest. Rock a little bit from side to side or take the knees around in circles. And then keep hugging the right knee in towards the chest and extend the left leg out long. And then roll all the way over to the left side. So come all the way onto your side like you're going to curl up and take a nap. And see if you can get the right knee to come down to the floor. If the right knee doesn't come down to the floor, you can grab a blanket or a pillow or something and prop underneath of it. And then start to turn the chest open towards the ceiling. The right arm can stretch up and out towards the right side of the room or the right hand can rest at the waist. Even if your right shoulder is floating, that's okay. Try to keep the right knee connected to a block or a blanket or the floor and soften the right shoulder back. Take one more breath in. And then roll all the way over to the left side. Pull both knees in like you're curling up to take a nap. And then roll onto the back. Then place both feet down. Shift the hips back into the center of the mat. Bring the left knee in. Extend the right leg long. Roll all the way over to the right side. Let the left knee come down to the floor or some kind of support. Stack the shoulders, so start all the way over on the side, and then start to roll the chest open. The left hand can stay on the waist, or reach up and out to the left side of the room. Take another breath in and out. Roll all the way over to the right side. Pull the right knee in so the knees are stacked like you're curling up to take a nap and then roll over onto the back. Hug both knees in. Take a deep breath in and on the exhale, lift the forehead up to touch the knees and squeeze tight. Then on the inhale, stretch out long, arms overhead, feet to the end of the mat, reach. As you're stretching long, arch the low back away from the floor, and then let the arms drift all the way down to the sides. Turn the palms up towards the ceiling, let the fingertips curl in naturally. Take a deep breath in through the nose. Open the mouth and breathe out with a sigh. Close the lips together and let the breath flow in and out of the nostrils. Relax the face. 
the length of each arm all the way down to the fingertips, the length of each leg all the way down to the tips of the toes. And take a moment to check in here. Just note how it feels to have shed the thinking mind, even if it was only for a brief period of time. Notice how it feels to be fully embodied to be connected to the heart. And then begin to awaken the senses. Notice what you can hear in your surroundings. Flutter the eyes open to adjust to the light in your room. Notice what you can see. Feel the temperature of the air on the skin. Are there any smells or odors that you can perceive in your space? Are there any lingering tastes in the mouth? Once you've reawakened the senses, begin to awaken the subtle energies of the body. Move the fingers and the toes. Make circles with the wrists and the ankles. And start to gather the knees in towards the chest. And hugging the knees in, choose a side. Roll all the way over to that side. Curl up like you're taking a nap. And then press the hands down and come back up to seated. Take a moment to attend to your seat. Make sure that you're comfortable. You could be seated on your bottom. You could use that blanket again or come to kneeling. Once you're seated, rest the hands in the lap or even fold them together in front of the heart. And take a moment to surrender the wisdom of the head to the wisdom of the heart. And set an intention to be sure that you connect to your heart every day. To acknowledge what's in your mind. To acknowledge 
any fears, anxieties, worries, grief, concerns about the uncertainty of what lies ahead. But do not let your response come from that thinking mind. When you find yourself being reactive, drop into your heart and let your heart be your guide. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu, may all beings everywhere be happy and free, and may the thoughts, words, and actions of my life contribute in some way to that happiness and that freedom. Thank you all for practicing with me today. The divine light in me sees and honors the divine light in each one of you. Be well.